Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for joining us today as we go again into the Word of God. There are a couple of ways that you can reach us. One by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Or by email at Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we continue our study of Apostle Paul and his beginnings or his works in uh, as he joined and received Christ into his life. And I think the last time we talked, we were speaking on how that God had spoken to and his Holy Spirit had spoken to um, Ananias and how he had obeyed God, followed those directions, and he came upon Paul. So today we're going to continue this talk today. And I just want to say as we begin out, and as we uh, talk about the life of Paul, I'm not going to try to cover everything because his life is exhausted. As I said before, there are, I think Paul wrote over 50, uh, I think he wrote 13 of the 27 books uh, of the New Testament. Uh, some think that he might, he, he, he sounds like Paul, he writes like Paul, it's, it's the voice of it. If you uh, read it, uh, Hebrew seems as though it was written also about Paul, but he's not given credit for it because he didn't announce himself as the writer. But today, again, we're going to go into the book of Acts. We're going to pick up in the ninth chapter. And again, uh, studying on the life of Paul and his journey in grace. Again, studying the life of Paul and uh, his, his, his journey. And that's what we all are on. We are on a journey. And every day we take steps uh, into the body of Christ we st in our knowledge of God, learning of him and desiring of him. And Jesus said in his word, he said, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. He will fill you if you just allow him. And don't try to eat it all. As I often give that example, uh, the, there's a proverb that says, how do you eat an elephant? How does an ant eat an elephant? Answer, one bite as a t at a time. And if you, and this is how we consume and how we must take in the, 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 our knowledge of God and just digest it. Don't worry about consuming all of the Bible in one day. If you, if you could read it in one day, and I'm, I won't say nobody can't, but I would say if you could read the whole Bible in the 24-hour cycle that we have in a day, good. However, to get the knowledge, to get the understanding, to get the, uh, the revelation, and that's important for us, is to get the revelation. What is the truth of what you're reading that God would have you to have this day. Jesus said, as he gave the Lord's prayer, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Every day we should be eating and feasting on the word of God and just letting it marinate, uh, uh, chew on it, uh, uh, take it in and let it take an effect on you as you not only just hear the word, but that we all become doers of it. We're all learning. We're all on our journey. You, again, you may be further down the road than I. There may be some behind me, but we're all headed to one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and his name is Jesus. So let's go on now. Let's go to um, the book of Acts, ninth chapter, and we're going to start reading around the 20th verse. And again, Paul has met Ananias. Ananias has laid his hands upon him. Scales have fell from his eyes. Now Paul is eaten. We're going to go to the 20th verse. And it reads, And straightway he being uh, Saul, his name not Paul changed yet, preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. 
But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is this not he that destroyed them which called on his name in Jerusalem, called and came hither for that intent, that he may bring them bound unto the high priest? But what did it say? It said, But Saul increased the more in strength, and was confound and confounded the Jews who dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. What was what was Saul doing, whose name was later changed to Paul? He was testifying of what Christ had done in him. And he began to connect those dots. He began to connect the scriptures, how that um, in, in, in the book of Isaiah, testifying of who Jesus was, how he was born of a virgin, to, and, and, and then reading on and going to Psalms, how that David had written how of the suffering Christ and who he was and how he was the shepherd in the 23rd verse. He, he made that connection in Isaiah 35, how that uh, there would be a way and how that it would be called the highway of holiness. And then going on over into Isaiah 53, how that Christ must be critic, uh, crucified and beaten and how that uh, when he looked upon him, his face didn't even resemble a man. All of these things and you march on down, you going on through Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, it began to testify of who Jesus was. And Paul was just at the beginning, but God had set him up. He had enabled him from his very, very youth. God had called him before he was born. There was a calling on his life. But like most of us and many of us, we don't we 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 have may have some idea of what God is calling us to. But until you get revelation, that's what it, that's what it's about. The Bible is a wonderful book. It is a holy group. It is a mighty. It's the greatest book in the universe in this earth. However, it is also a dangerous book because the Bible without revelation becomes religion. See, religion is man's reach toward God. Revel, uh, uh, relationship is God uh, revealing himself to man. That's what we want. We want revelation of what God is saying in this day, in this time, in this hour. And we all know if you have any sense of what's going on in the world today, how things are the news cycle and things happening in our daily lives, how that a day now seems like rather than being 24 hours, seems like it's 240 minutes, seems like it's just a, a, a four hour day when in actuality, actuality the, 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 the clock and the hand still tick. You still get the same amount of minutes. However, this, the days go by so fast. So many things are happening. We got so many things grabbing, reaching and, and consuming our attention that it seems as though we don't have a, enough time to when you when you wake up in the morning and when your feet touch the floor. And next thing you know, you're getting back in the bed, lay, ready to lay your head on the pillow again. What a time that we live in. But this is prime time. For those who will seek after God. If we will, will, will seek God and seek his will. Humble ourselves and pray. Seek his face. Then we who are the called of God will hear from heaven. For God has already forgiven us. He's already loved us. But we got to get revelation. We got to be like the saints were in the book of Acts. How the Berean saints. How that they not only heard the word, but they sought after it and they sought to get the truth of it. They wanted a revelation of what Paul was preaching. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but this is where we need to be. We not only just hear the word, but get the truth of the word, get the revelation of it and understand, Lord, what, what are you saying to me? What is my, what is my purpose? What is, your, what is my plan?
If you want to find your purpose and plan, go to his word. Seek him. If you seek God, you will have to intentionally deny him to not find your purpose in him. He will and he wants to he wants to uh, reveal himself to you. He wants you to know his plan for you. He wants you to know who his desire is for you to marry. He wants you to know who that uh, so that you will get the you'll take the right job so that you'll get the best deal on the house so that you will get the uh, best deal on the car so that all of these things will be because you have relationship with him. See, that's what happens when you are a son of a king. You know that you have access. That's what the book of Acts, book of uh, Romans, excuse me, five and one says that we have access into this grace wherein we stand. We have access through Christ. And this is what Paul now is discovering. And the Bible says straightway in the 20th verse, straightway. As soon as, as, as he had fasted three days, he, the apostle had laid hand, um, uh, Ananias brother had laid hands on him. He had received uh, not only salvation, but he had received uh, the gift of, the, of speaking in tongues and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul began to just flow immediately. No, he didn't go to uh, 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 Bible school. He didn't, go to sem- he didn't go to seminary, although he had been to synagogue. And we're going to read some things about that, about how he went and learned. And he counted all those things that done, as we read in, uh, and discussed in some of earlier, our earlier teaching. But now we have Paul. And if you was to read, as I've said earlier, if you was to read this and try to read this in sequence, it seems as though the book of Acts maybe take, what, six months, maybe two or three years. But this was uh, not a 30 year journey as it was uh, as 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 uh, Luke being to tell these things to, I believe it was Theophilus. And he told him about the life. Luke was a recorder of the book of Acts. And he wrote about, Dr. Luke wrote about what happened in Paul's life. And as he did, many times he didn't, he didn't cover the times in full. But we will just try to uh, grab a few of those and just drop a few nuggets to you. Let you know that this was over decades, two to three decades that these things happened to Paul. And as he sought God, he went away. He went away and he separated himself because he knew the book. He knew the first five books of the Bible. But now Paul realized there's something deeper. There's something deeper than the law. It is the grace of God because why? He experienced it. He got a portion of the revelation that God overflowed him more than all of the disciples, more than Peter, more than Paul, more than uh, uh, more than John. It was Paul that got the revelation of the grace of God. And it's, it's never recorded where he walked with him. He didn't walk with him. Matter of fact, he despised all of his disciples. But yet the example for us is to get is to know, as Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. You have a greater revelation of who Jesus is because you know him by faith. You have the opportunity to know him through experience, through, through your revelation and experience him, his love, his kindness by faith because you receive him. And it's a greater faith. It's a greater blessing because the father can say, no, they never seen my son in flesh, yet they believe him because of what he said. Well, let's go on. 
And we get down now to the uh, 22nd verse says, Paul, how Saul, who, whose name later was changed to Paul, he increased in strength. Jews, the Jews was confounded. And then it says, now Satan begins to attack him in the flesh. He says in the 23rd verse, after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Now Satan will, will, will attack us as believers. He'll attack our flesh. He'll, he'll seek to get us, um, he'll, he'll seek to put sickness and disease on us. He'll seek to, but we have to allow it. And I know that's not a common teaching today where many of, in the body of Christ, they backed up off of believing in divine healing and divine health. Because these are the things that God promised his saints and, he, and, and he promised uh, the believer. But many have rejected And if they haven't rejected it, they silenced it and said, well, you know what? To be saved and to walk this life and to go about this journey and, be, and, and live day to day. And, you know, if I'm just saved, and I just want to see Jesus in peace and, you know, my, uh, and work every day and, be, and live a quiet and peaceable life. That's enough for them. And if that's all you want, I believe you can have that. But I also believe there is more because the word of God said there's more. And if you are willing to be different, if we are willing to swim against the current, it don't mean to be odd and to be crazy and outside of the uh, will and the perfect will of God and to go outside of the Bible. There are many today who say, well, you know, there's some books that are not included in the scriptures. So I believe in the extra biblical teachings. Yes, there are. The scripture says itself. If the books were written of all the things that Christ did, the world couldn't contain them. But if we were to take note, these 66 books are those which God put in the Bible. He could have added more. He could have put less. But the Bible says holy men were instructed as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They wrote these 66 and this is what God had, had the father himself. So, okay, that's enough. We've got enough. There's enough for us in these 66 books. The old, old Testament was written for our learning. The New Testament was written so we could learn of the, the, the gift of grace that God gave to man and that grace being Jesus Christ. And so now we see Paul going back to our teaching today and how that Paul, uh, whose name was changed from Saul to Paul, he begins to experience this revelation of who Jesus is. And the Jews uh, made, made, uh, made plans to do it. We got to kill him. He was sent here to destroy the Christians or destroy those followers of Christ. And now he's joined them. So now they begin to make some plans and say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to get rid of him. Oh, he's causing too much to ruckus. And see, that end, Satan believes. And he, and he just has convinced his demons. He's convinced men and women in this world who have, who have no good thought. They only con concentrate on evil and doing evil. He wants us to believe that we are, are to suffer at that hand, their hands. And what I mean by that, that they have the power. That they rule the world. The scripture says to me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have the power. I have the power. Jesus says, speak to yonder's mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. If you can believe it, that shall be done unto you. What mountain are you facing? What enemy has spoken to you and said, you know what? I'll have your head today. 
I'm going to, that's what uh, Goliath told David. He looked at David and said, Psh. he said, who, who are who, Jews? You Jews, you Hebrews, you sent a dog. He called David a little dog, a dog. He said, you sent this dog out here to me. This little puppy. He didn't even call him a puppy. He said, you sent this dog out here to me. I'm going to kill you. But what did David do? David took his authority because David knew who he was. And he said, not only am I going to take your head, I'm going to feed you and the bodies of those who follow you. We're going to feed them to the birds. Today, he didn't say, well, you know, we'll see. No, David declared it. And see, when Satan comes against us, we must learn to use the power and the authority of what Jesus gave us. He said, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. You have the authority if you will speak it. Isaiah uh, 54, 17 talks about no weapon that formed against you shall prosper. That every tongue that rises up against thee, you must condemn. If you will condemn it, if you will speak against it, if you will stand against it and say no. And even if the symptoms come, even if they take you to court, even if they uh, put their list up of, well, there's going to be a hundred jobs going to be laid out tomorrow. We'll let you know. God will give you peace and say, you know what? You can have that peace within this. You say, Lord, I believe this is my job. You gave it to me. You've been good to me. I believe I'm going to be working here. Not only tomorrow, I'm going to be working here until you tell me it's time to go. See, that's called taking authority. Authority. But Lord, I trust you. Because you promised me. And see, that's where we have to be as believers. We have to know the word. Take the word that you know and speak it. You cannot say, well, I heard my pastor say it's somewhere in the word. You don't have to know the whole Bible, but you do need to know what does God say about who you are. And this is what Saul was doing here in the book of Acts, the ninth chapter. It says that as he taught, he, he began to speak about who Jesus was. That was in the 22nd verse. Now, as we keep going down in the uh, 20, in the 23rd verse, they want to kill him. And it says they laid wait, but their, their trap that they were setting for them was made known unto Saul. And they, what did they do? They watched the gate day and night because they wanted to kill him in the 24th verse. In the 25th verse, it says the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. God will give you a way of escape. God's got a way to get you to uh, your place in him. He's got a million ways to get you out of debt. As I've said before, one touch of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. All of those things that Saul had done while in his previous life, where he followed the tradition of his father, where he obeyed the uh, law to the letter. And now the father has revealed to him by revelation of his word about this is what I want you to do. You follow me. You follow and follow. And what did Saul do? He said, yes, Lord. That's what God is asking us to do every day. So, Lord, what would you have me to do this day? How can I sh show you? How can I show the work that you, uh, the, how can I show your glory? 
so that men would glorify you in heaven because of the works that I do. I don't want the praise. I don't want the glory. I want them to see my good works. And I'll testify that you did it. Then it goes on to say in the 26th verse, it says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. In other words, Saul, Saul went about saying, hey, y'all. I know I tried to kill you. I killed man. I, said, I killed some of you. I committed you to death. I beat some of you and drug you out to uh, the high priest to be condemned to death or to be condemned to uh, uh, prison. But it says what? They were afraid of him. This 26th verse. They were afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. I was a disciple. They couldn't believe his testimony. They said, oh, no, brother. We know you, 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 you was a slick one. You took my brother, you took my auntie, you beat uh, uh, dad and them. Oh, oh no, we believers now. We, we ain't going to kill you like you killed some of us. But we ain't taking the okie doke. But they didn't have the revelation that God can change somebody like Saul. God can change somebody like you and me. Somebody like me. I had no intention of ever joining the church. I had no intention. When I got to church and, and the Lord beautifully saved me, I had no intention of getting in front of anyone and teaching. Forget preaching. Don't even think about pastoring. Only thing I wanted to do, I was happy to be saved. I was happy to cut the grass and clean, sweep the floor and dust the benches. I was happy because of my relationship with him. And, the, and, and to just fellowship with the brother and, and, and fellowship in the spirit and have God speak to me and give me scriptures to, and, and, and make them real to me. And him to, I, when I would exercise the little faith that I had and I would speak them things and they came to pass. And I said, my God, you know, I didn't realize at the time I should have been reaching for more. But when I needed something, I'd pray about it. And God would answer me and grant it to me. He will do the same and more for you. God wants to show himself in these days. As dark as it is, as many seem like every day there's murders, there's rapes, there's wars and rumors of wars, there's earthquakes. There are more earthquakes now than ever before. There are volcanoes erupting, seem like all over the earth. Volcanoes are, 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 are either threatening, they're rumbling, they're smoking. All of these things are happening. But Jesus told, told us what? He said, don't fear. He said, fear not. He said over in uh, John 14 chapter, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. We believe in a God, in a Savior. We believe that God sent his son, whose name was Jesus. And Jesus said, if you believe in God, then you believe also in me. I believe in Jesus. And if you believe in him, as Apostle Paul demonstrated here, he, be, he demonstrated his faith by speaking, to, uh, speaking the word of God out to those who he knew didn't like him, who, did, who he knew didn't understand him. But yet he testified because he boldly did it. He boldly drugged the saints before the magistrate, before the high priest. Now he boldly takes Jesus before those who he once uh, condemned. But they did not receive him because they didn't, they didn't have the faith to believe God could change someone like him. But you know what? 
God has somebody on his side. I'm talking about Saul. He had somebody to help him. We all need somebody in this life. We all need somebody who will walk alongside us. We as believers are not meant to live this life by ourselves. What do I mean by that? We're not meant to be outside of the church. Now, there are some who are physically disabled and cannot go. But if you're able, why don't you try going to church once or uh, 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 sometime? Go on the internet. There's so many churches and pray about the Father. Lead me to a show. If you can't, not a show, lead me to a church. Lead me to a service on the internet that will feed me, Lord. Yes, I believe there are some who, who can't, who, they live so far. It's not economical for them to try to drive 200 miles one way. Some people do. And God blesses them for it. I've heard of one lady that's driving all the way from Kentucky to Atlanta every weekend, every, every, even come to choir rehearsal. I said, how could somebody do that? Because of her love for the body of Christ, her love for her Savior, that she wants to be in the service. I said, man, what a, and you know, that, just doing it, knowing, said, Father, I'm going to be in the house of God. But yet I do understand there are some who are not past the pandemic now. So I'm not going to stand here, sit here and condemn and say, oh, you're not coming to church and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. You are where you are. But let your relationship be built in Christ. Whether you're coming, whether you're on the e-church, whether you're on the internet, whether you are, uh, wherever, however you're doing it, whether you just can attend Bible studies or you're doing search on Sunday, but let your relationship with God be matured by gathering with saints somehow, some way. Find like-minded believers as, as, as Saul was doing. He was looking, trying to, he was looking, trying to connect with believers, knowing that, you know what? These are my brothers and sisters now, but he found somebody that would speak for him. So we go down 20, 27 verses says, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the disciples and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus. And in the name of Jesus and how he was coming in and going out at Jerusalem. And see, as you read this, we see a man now, Saul, who's growing now, who's saying within himself, you know, there's things for me to do. God has called me. I've been, I've, I met Jesus on the way. I've, 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 I've repented. And repentance not... Repentance means there'll be a change of direction and change of mind. As we said earlier, there is a change when we talk about repentance. You don't just say, I'm sorry, God. You don't just say, Lord, uh, uh, save me today and tomorrow and next month and next year and years and years and years go on. And you're doing the same thing that you were doing before you made that one confession. I say unto you, child of God, you are, 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 are living beneath your privilege. If you're still in the same hole, Satan get you with the same okie doke, same trick, you keep falling and falling and falling and falling. It's time to grow up. It's time to let the light of God be invigorated in your life. It's time for you to grow up and put away that milk. Put away those things, that those sins that so easily beset you. And you wanted to go farther. You wanted to go higher. And you still did that same thing. It's time to move forward. 
So I, one thing I want to touch on today is we, as we see the life of Saul now being transformed, not only I believe does Saul have uh, physical challenges. What I mean by that is how Satan wanted to destroy him physically. I believe our greatest fight is in the mind because this man, not only did he had to, did, did, did uh, Satan challenge him by saying, I'm going to kill you. He had people laying in wait for him. But don't you know, as he was rejected by his brethren, that condemnation came. You say, what do you mean, Brother Hubbard? I believe, I wish what I'm saying is, you don't think Satan talked to him? But yeah, you saved the day, but you, you, you killed that woman down the street. You killed that young man's over, you killed his father. No, you didn't kick the rock, but you took him to, you condemned him in court. You caused him to be uh, 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 beaten with stripes. Now his daddy can't even walk. He can't even make a living because of you. He was out of work for six months, eight months. That woman, her child grew up motherless because you, you condemned them to, uh, to stoning. See, these are the things. The mental battle is greater than the physical one. Because you can sew up a, a cut. A broken leg can be mended. But a broken heart, a broken spirit, who can mend that? And this is what I believe one of the greatest strength and one of the greatest victories of all the things that Paul, whose name was changed from Saul, was able to do was he was able to get beyond condemnation. He was able to get beyond guilt because these are the weapons of the enemy. These are the things that he desires to trip us up with and to confuse us and make us think, well, you know what? Yeah, you saved now, but I remember what you used to do. Ah, you act like you all that and, 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 and you, you this and you that. I know all the men that you were with. I know all them women that you were with. I know all them things, all them times you were high. Look at the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you wasted. Think about all them people you, 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 you uh, got addicted to drugs. And see, these are the things that Satan will bring back to our remembrance and remembrance to condemn us. But what did Paul say in Romans 8 and 1? He said, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He said what? For the law of the spirit of the life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What was Paul saying? He said, I used to live according to my flesh. I used to live that performance religion where so many people had to bring to jail, had to try to keep all the laws and could not. I tried to try to do all the dietary things and all the things that the law says and all the do not, do not this, do not that, all the Ten Commandments, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't covet, all those things. And now you saying you save, you saying you're a disciple, you saying you're an apostle. But what did Paul learn? He got the revelation. That's what I'm trying to get you to. He got the revelation that God does not condemn you. He does not bring up your past. You would read Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10. He says, their sins and their iniquities I remember no more. If anybody got a problem with sin after your salvation, it's you. 
Because we keep remembering it. Why? Because we keep allowing Satan. He put he drops that little seed in your mind. And then you remember 25, 30, 35, 40. Some of you 50 years ago, Satan will bring up, wow, you remember what you did? Do you remember? I remember. I, they still remember. And them people, whomever you did it to and whatever you did, it's been long forgotten. But Paul, whose name was changed from Saul, he says, God gave him the revelation. I don't condemn you. I won't condemn you. And this is what made him one of the greatest preachers ever. The greatest writer, because he wrote more than any. He worked himself to death. He worked himself until he had his head chopped off. And that wasn't even God's will. At the time, it, was, it happened. Because the father warned him. He sent it through the prophets and said, don't go to Jerusalem. You're going to be bound. You're going to be uh, put in chains. But I believe his heart was so. He said, that, he said, I'm willing to give my life because I love him so. There came a time when he was free. He said, you know what? To live is Christ, but to die is gain. For your benefit, I live. But he said, but to, he said, to live is Christ. Yes, I live and I be an example for him. But to die, I get to see him. I get to meet him. I get to be in his presence ever the more, forever. Let's go on now. So again, here's this Apostle Paul. And I want you to just get this about this revelation that he got. This revelation that we're going to continue on now in the book of uh, Colossians 2.6. It says, as Paul began to talk to these uh, um, um, uh, believers in Colossae, he began to tell them about his prayers for them. He heard about how they loved God and they celebrated him and he worshiped him. And their desire was not only to, that they be blessed, but they want to bless others. And they went about doing good works and hearing the word and demonstrating the word. And Paul began to teach them just a simple teaching in Colossians 2.6. He says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. What a simple teaching. And if you go and think about that, how did you receive Christ? You received him by faith. You received him at all. You received him by faith. You pray whether you were by yourself and said, Lord, forgive me. I commit my life to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe your word is true. Your body was broken for me. Your blood it was shed for me. I believe you're Lord and you're King. And that flood of love and, and, and kindness just engulfed us. Whether you cried, whether you laughed, whether you just had peace, whatever it was. Whether you felt nothing or you felt something. It wasn't about, it's not about the feeling. It's about your belief. And he says, as you receive Christ, that's how you walk in it. If you want to please God, walk in the Word. That's walking in the spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. The words of Jesus Christ are life. They are life-giving. If you live them, you'll find yourself doing the will of God. And one more today as we go on and, and we complete today. This is in Philemon. The book of Philemon. I want to see where we are as far as time today. But they were, uh, uh, the word was being given. And Paul was Trying to get these things to them. He says, 
I pray, this is Philemon 1 and 6, that your faith become effectual. The communication of your faith may become effectual. What do you mean by effectual is that you will be effective. Let me read it for you. I'm, I'm uh, trying to paraphrase it by heart, but let me read this to you. Philemon 1 and 6, he said, the communication of your faith may become effective, effective or effectual by what? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ. What is he saying? You will be an effective witness. You will be an effective preacher, minister. You will be an effective mom, dad. You will be an effective brother, sister. You will be an effective friend. If you just communicate the good things that God put in you, you are worth something. You are valuable. I believe it's Psalms 130 and say, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God put something in you that he didn't put in any other being in this life or any life to come. You, you may look like somebody else, but what's on the inside of you will never be duplicated. I pray you got something out of word today. I pray that you will be saved and filled with his precious Holy Spirit and receive the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord and he's coming again. Till we meet again on Journeys in Grace, it's Pastor Eric saying, until the next time, be blessed.